welcome to another episode of the Voices from the Northeast podcast. If you've come here for some Northeast nostalgia, you're in the right place. Because in this episode, we're going to grab our pocket money and run down to the corner shop to pick up our favourite magazines and comic books. Right, well James, if you play the theme tune, I'm going to grab me coat and I'll meet you all down the shop. Welcome everybody to the Voices from the Northeast podcast. Morning, podcasters. You know, I was born in North Seaton Colliery. When I, when I were a lad, I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion, me, absolutely fine. And who doesn't make the selection box for breakfast? Hey, that was Christmas. Yeah. 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 She went flying over Maypole into Bustelli. If you were here last episode, and of course you were, you'll have heard those wonderful memories that I shared from all of our fans who had posted on our Facebook page. This time, I've done exactly the same. I asked you to drop your memories of comic books and magazines on the comments section of our Facebook page. And as ever, you wonderful lot, you did not disappoint. So, I'm going to share some of those memories before we dive into the nostalgic interviews. Listen out for your name and your memory. First up, it's Steve Lowe. Steve, thanks for sharing your remembering the excitement of waiting for new issues of Star-Lord comic to come out. This is the comic book that later became the 2000 AD comics, which you might know the Judge Dredd stories from. Marion Richardson and Marion Hughes sharing your memories of the Bunty with the cutout clothes. I think you're going to enjoy some of the uh, interviews in this episode. Also, Stuart Carnaby for remembering football classic Roy of the Rovers, as did Charlie Crisp. And on the subject of sports... Colin Potter, thank you for sharing your memories of Scorcher and Score. Leslie Hills sent me on a bit of a Google search with this one, remembering a magazine called Fab 208, which I'd never heard of. So I went and did a little bit of a research, and it was a bit of a um, a trend magazine, I think it is the right term for it. So there was bits about um, pop culture and uh, music in there as well. So thanks to Leslie for sending me on that hunt through Google. Uh, Michael Appleby, remembering um, absolute classics like The Victor for Boys, that genuinely was its name, full of war stories and um, you know heroic adventures of um, soldiers and things like that. It's the kind of thing I imagine, you know, a young Andy McNabb read. <laughs> and there were lots, lots, lots more which I'm going to share later in the show. So stay tuned and listen out for your name and your memory if you shared them on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is a great place now. It's becoming quite a community on there. It's um, It puts a smile on my face seeing regulars starting to share their thoughts and memories on episodes. If you haven't joined the Facebook page, there's nothing to it. Just search Voices from the Northeast podcast on Facebook and give the page a like and then interact with the posts. Say hi, it's nice to have people interact with the show on there.
What a lovely way to start a new episode, eh? Sharing all those memories from listeners. Please do keep them coming and listen out at the end of the show for what we're going to be doing in the next episode. And you might have some thoughts and memories on that that you want to share with us. But let's um, let's kick off the episode, the main part, the interviews um, now. First up, talking about comics and magazines from the 1960s, it's my mum and dad. What comics do you remember getting as a band? I can't really remember that many. Well, I used to get the, the Beezer. The Beezer. You remember the Beezer? The, the Beezer and the Topper mm. and the Dandy. Well, I didn't used to get all those. No, I didn't I certainly either. didn't get the Dandy. <laughs> I think I used to get the Beezer as well. Was that with the Bash Street ba- kids? Bash Street. I'm sure the Bash Street kids were in there. Although somebody who was listening, who listened to this, might say, "No, no, it was in a different." I way. know. I know. But, I really can't remember because we used to swap comics, uh, comics as well, didn't we? Yeah, we used to get the Tiger, which had Roy the Rovers in. But I then I think remember. I moved away from the Tiger, and that's when I started getting the Beezer. Got the Beano for a little while. Um, Desperate Dan, there was Des- Desperate, Desperate Dan and Coco. Oh, I don't there know was a cat, wasn't it? Coco. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. can't really remember. And we used to get ours delivered to the uh, to the house and that from the newsagents. Oh right. And of course, I was a delivery boy as well for a newsagent, oh, so, so I just... remember delivering um, all these comics to people's houses, like uh, uh, North Seton and that. So, I used to so you knew the, what everyone had. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what age were you when you were? delivery boy then he must have been quite young if he was still yeah reading. i mean i was still at north seaton Corrie, so i was probably 11 between 11 oh, and right. i was 13. about 11, 12 13 something like oh, that right. and then when we moved to when they moved everybody from the colliery and we moved down to the village i was 13 when i moved there right and they used to i used to still deliver papers i used to deliver papers around there so i remember like de- delivering comics to people's houses as well as the papers you know I know what I mean. Mm. I'm sure I used to get the bees of that ring as a bail, and I, I, yeah, I think so. And then I went on to um, the Judy and the school friend when I got a little bit older, right? Um, which I used to enjoy, but I can't remember the names of any of the um, characters in the books. I really can't, mm-hmm. but I know I looked forward to getting my comic, mm-hmm. but then. When you got to like thirteen, fourteen, you got a senior school was the Jackie. Mm. You know, very innocent when I think back now, the problem pages and things like that. Goodness, oh, nothing I... like what kids have now. Um, they were very simplified. And you know, the girl always fell for the boy and he was either the wrong one or there was tears, but the best <laughs> friend came and rescued them. Um, I do remember in sort of, I've just remembered this, in the Judy, you would sometimes get the um, page with a, uh, like a darling and then you'd get, you could cut it out and you'd get the cut out clothes oh with the little tags. Very, sti- well, I suppose it was aimed at girls, wasn't it? The, the, oh, the, very uh, 60s. Very um, stereotypical type oh, of like, uh-huh. in those little days. Little dressy up dolls, because my mum would <laughs> paste it onto a bit of cardboard this to make it last a little bit longer for us. And the paste, of course, was flour and water. Flour paste. and water, yeah. <laughs> so I used to have to wait for that drying and then would cut it out. And then I would carefully cut round all these little um, clothes, different clothes, and I had, they were all kept. A, it's funny how when you start talking, you remember they were kept in a shoebox. 
Yeah. I, I mean, remember. I can't. I can't remember ever getting a desperate Dan or a Royal Royal um like figure out of any of the magazines I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I used to get the Judy Annual at Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm sure my mum used to get us the Judy and. One of my aunties used to get us the school friend oh. annual, and then eventually. Uh, but wasn't 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 the Bruins weren't they in the Beedle? Oh, the Bruins and the, the um, oh, well, yes, I think I've still got the some Bruins. of them in a the box in the loft. And then you used to get the Bruins Christmas edition, and you know, the, uh, yes, Christmas. Uh, and Oa Willie. Oa Willie, yeah. Oa so Willie was all about. They were all set in. I'm sure they were set in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, Oa Willie. That was, was the Beano, wasn't it? Was it the, the Beano? Was that the Beano? That they were in? No, I meant the Bruins and well, Willie were set in. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, but weren't they in the Beano magazine? The comic? Oh, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. used to also get them in the uh, the Sunday Post. The sort of, they used to, my Gosh, used to get serialised yes, serialised in the was... Sunday Post, wasn't it? Yes, you did. It was the first thing I used to look at when my dad got the Sunday papers. And I always turned to that page to read the, the Bruins. And there was Marn Parbrun, and then there was, oh, I can't remember the names. Hen was one of them, the blokes. He was called that. It was young and Grandpa Brun. He had a yeah. great big, like, First World War type moustache, wasn't he? And they had a button a ben, which was a cottage. <laughs> a little cottage, yeah, a button a ben. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but where Willie's, he used to sit on the top of an upside down pail. Can you remember and solve the world's problems? Problems, He got into it wasn't quite like Dennis the Menace, but he had peridungarees. I would presume it was like white spiky hair, but it would be ginger (laughs) probably. So you think think about it? Those characters lasted for years, and I I I don't know. Somebody might know. Sunderpose still mm. have the main, but yeah. But yeah, you know, comics like that were great for if you if you didn't want to sit and read books. Oh. comics were great for getting people into to read in well, small like bites, weren't they? And this is two old pennies, um, <laughs> which funny. is probably well, it's non-existent before decimalisation, Jules. I know, I know, much before decimalisation. Yeah, um, but the Jackie used to be all up-to-date pop groups and things mm. like that, and fashions. They were beautiful. The um, I can I'm seeing them now. The um, the girls were always very tall and very slim, like hand drawn figures. Right, okay. But the most up to date fashions in them. So yeah, I got that. I can't even think when I stopped getting them. Maybe seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Um. Then I suddenly realised they were not quite me anymore. I'd outgrown them, I suppose. That was the way it went. But yeah, lots of happy memories. Definitely. A long time ago. I don't know what the kids read now. No idea. Um, well, prob- uh, yeah, I don't know what the magazines are these days. but uh, yeah. Well, everything you see in the newsagents now for young people seems to have tatty, I shouldn't say that, but plastic toys attached yeah, to them. Yeah, something free. You know, free um, why you can't just buy a magazine? Or a comic. Just a cop- uh, comic. And then, I mean, I never really progressed to magazines. You know, my mum used to read things like um, the Woman's Magazine and um, People's Friend. Well, your grandma read the People's Friend, didn't she? And yeah, then she, she did, used like, to get the yeah. annual. I always yeah, used to buy her at Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, things like that. And there were just nice stories and lovely knitting patterns yeah. in. 
I've still got some of my mother's. So this is one of life's ponderances, isn't it? When do you progress from a comic to a magazine? I know, because I can't remember (laughs) doing that. Um, I can remember many years of not reading, like, a magazine. Once I'd finished looking at the Jackie. And I would say I was probably in my 30s, 40s. When we'd go on holiday, I would sometimes pick up a magazine in the airport. exactly, yeah. Well, to, I still do that one. now, don't yeah, I? And read on the you, flight. Yeah, we both do, I'll, yeah. You know, I'll pick up a one and you'll read it on the flight when you're away across and that's it, don't need it again. That's I mean, right. I, you know, I still get, like, golf magazine. I get golf monthly. Yeah. We'll get the walking magazines now. That's right. Um, but they were very stereotypical. Men's magazines, women's magazines, and the women's magazines were always full of baking, tips for um, house... Um, Beauty tips, problem pages, knitting, sewing tips, all these sort of things were all full of them. And sometimes I would sneak and read me mother's the grown-up problem page. Yeah. And even then, it was quite mild, really, nowadays. Virginia Ironside and Claire Rayner, they were the big agony ants uh, in papers and magazines as he got older. Yeah. But, you know, if you think about it over the years the massive increase in the number of targeted magazines so pretty much any any sport or pastime or oh yeah you have is you'll, that now. you'll find some magazine that could be specific for that mm-hmm. pretty much i would say mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah there's always one yeah it must be very hard to survive now but yeah so for publishing there's a massive out massive number out there that are as i say are pretty much targeted and I mean you know I had that number when we were younger you know and I know my mum stopped buying like the woman the woman's own and all that when they started being very much um just tv there wasn't really there used to be some really nice serialized stories in that would go on for a few weeks and I do remember starting to read some of them where now they're all about what soaps and TV and yeah, stuff. And yeah. if you're not into that, you're really quite stuck, you yeah. know. So definitely. Happy days, happy memories. Yeah. yeah, and I'll just get back to my golf magazine now. You can quite easily forget things like comics and magazines until you're asked to remember them, can't you? When I think about my collections of comics and magazines, I think about the Beano... I absolutely loved trying to draw Dennis the Menace. I think that's where some of the earliest things I ever tried to draw came from. I was in my teens in the 90s, so, you know, yep, it was the heyday of lads' magazines. So I think I did have the odd copy, maybe more than the odd copy, of FHM and Loaded. But to balance it out, I had a collection of Doctor Who magazine, SFX magazine, and Empire magazine as well. Tells you where my interests lie, doesn't it? I've got some more listeners' memories. These were the ones shared on Facebook. So, Leslie Miller and Lynn Brown, thank you for reminding me of colourful comics like The Beezer and The Beano. Absolute classics. I remember going and collecting my copies of The Beano as a kid. And I've just this week found some of the annuals from the 90s uh, in my parents' loft, which is where everything is. (laughs) I want to thank Vivian Charlton as well. You sent me on a bit of a Google hunt. 
uh, looking for the comic slash story publication called Princess Tina. And that looks great. Full of stories. Really good. And I want to say thank you to Beryl McKenzie, Sue Crawford, and Julie Madison for sharing your memories of girls' classics, The Judy and Jackie. So I hope you've enjoyed hearing about those in this week's episode as well, because I know they get touched on a couple of times. Now, I'm going to take a moment uh, or two here before we play the next fabulous bit from our regulars. That'll be Jacqueline and uh, Adele and Rebecca to fill you listeners in on a few other things about the show. First of all, thank you for listening to the show. Welcome to new listeners as well. If you want to find our back catalogue, there's quite a few videos of our episodes for you to watch on our Facebook page. But if you click the links, they can take you through to the other episodes of the show that are all in audio format. And there's at least 35 of those episodes in audio format. And I'm slowly getting around to turning those into videos as well. So have a look for some of those earlier episodes and have a listen to those too. I wanted to draw your attention to the podcast going into the Northumberland Archive. I've mentioned it before, but I want to mention it again because it's a bit of a big deal. And we are working with the Northumberland Archive this year on a few different projects. One of them being visiting local schools and taking our regular voices into the local schools to help school children in the area understand a little bit more about their heritage and particularly what life was like in their mining community here. And that is an absolute honour to be part of that one. Secondly, I really love reading out your memories on the show, but I'd absolutely love to hear them in your voices. And it's really easy for me to add your voice to an episode of the podcast, which, by the way, all go into the Northumberland archive. So, you know, why not add your voice to the show and have it added to history? It's really easy. Just press record on your phone, share some nostalgia, chat with a friend or by yourself. And then when you're finished, press the share button and email it to me and I'll put it on the show. And... Don't worry, I'll edit out ums and ahs for you. You would just email it to podcastnortheast at gmail.com. And the third thing, the third thing, this is a this is part of one of the aims of the podcast. It's to get people talking and sharing local and social history. So this year we're fancy trying something a little bit different to get you talking. Here's a question. Would you come and join us for a live episode of the show? Now, I don't just mean you sitting in the audience listening to us waffle on and recording it. I mean a coffee and biscuits kind of event where we will record some of the show, but then we'll get you lot to discuss with us and share your memories of the things we're talking about, and we'll add those recordings into an episode. It'll be really informal. I don't want you to think you're going to be sort of sat on a stage talking to everybody that's not how it's going to work you'll be sat around a table having a good bit of a chat and then we'll ask you to share one or two of the things you've talked about with people at your table that would really really help us collect a wide audience of stories to get out on the podcast and share with more people and keep our social and um, local history alive but it also means that again we go into the Northumberland archive 
and be there forever. So that in another 10, 20, 30, 40, however many years, your voice and your real history is stored. Your story gets told for a long, long time. It's really important. So, we're thinking of booking somewhere fairly central in Asherton, like a church hall or a scout hut or somewhere, uh, putting out um, some tables and chairs, biscuits, brewing up a pot of tea or some cups of coffee. And we just want to know, would you come along? Drop me a comment in the Facebook page here to say you'd be interested or send us an email via podcast northeast at gmail.com. If it looks like enough people would be interested in coming along, We will get that booked and we will start the ball rolling. Let's get back to some more nostalgic conversations. This is Adele, Rebecca and Jacqueline talking about magazines and comic books. Enjoy. My favourite annuals at Christmas was the Bunty and the Geordie. Great girls' comics about your heroines. and They had like little jokes and photographs and things to do, things not to do. They even had like a little problem section. Uh, as I got older, a film star annual. And it had all the famous film stars in. Oh, there were great, like Tony Curtis, Kirk Douglas, Doris Day. Um, Jean Pitney. Oh, there were so many. <laughs> Jean Pitney. Jean Pitney. Yes, yes. Um, I bet you couldn't wait to put that poster on you. Well, I did have it. Yes, because he was great. <laughs> yes, but that's what happened once we'd um, read the book. We would cut out the, the lovely photographs and we'd get the drawing pins and pin them on the bedroom wall. You know, we had them up the way from one year to the next, really. On the girls' zone, sometimes I would get a girls' zone annual as well. But my favourite annuals, and I think lots of people would love these, was the Bruins and Oa Woolly. They were, uh, yes, Oa, Oa Woolly. Oa Woolly. Well, it, wait, yeah, Woolly, W, W, U, W, A. it was Woolly. But it was Woolly, but people used to say, Oa, Oa, Oa Woolly. I thought you were just, I thought you were just, Oh my gosh, that's no, no. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure people will correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I'm but I'm sure it was Wally. <laughs> you know that was it was like the middle section <laughs> of the Sunday Post, and when your grands had got the Sunday Post, you took like the the centre pages out and folded them over to make like little comic books. Oh, I mean, you could probably used to find over who was going to be the first one to read it. Oh, Wally. Oh, Wally. Yes. And it had like um oh, okay. oh, a little joke scene and stories and of course um uh, about the Brown family and oh I woolly the antics <laughs> he got up to. Um oh I mean the Sunday Post was a brilliant newspaper, but oh I woolly and the Browns were now they were top of the list. Now your Auntie Doreen says she can remember the Jackie and the Mandy. I've heard of Jackie but not Mandy. Yes, oh she says they were her. Favourite ones. And your Uncle Paul always got a Buster annual for Christmas. And a Beano. A Beano one as well. Um, Yeah, so that's my annuals. Mm -hmm. I think my annuals. I can remember the Jackie and I can remember having a Garfield. 
um, Care Bear one and a rainbow spray one. Braid. Okay, rainbow braid. <laughs> Clearly it was an extremely interesting read. <laughs> yeah. I can remember Bunty, but that was kind of a little bit too old for me. Yes. Mine was more Twinkle. Oh, yes. And I can remember okay. there was a story and she was a nurse. This little girl was a nurse for the toys. I'm sure it was oh, a nurse, yes. Nancy. I can't remember her name, but a, a friend used to drive the ambulance. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that was absolutely brilliant. Did one of them have blonde hair? Yeah, she was the nurse. Oh, I think I yeah, remember she was her. the nurse and our little friend, he drove the ambulance. And I think she had another friend, but I remember getting Twinkle um, and being really kind of excited about that. I can remember the Cindy Annual. And what I loved about the Cindy Annual is whoever wrote it would take photographs of Cindy dolls. So it wasn't like cartoons, it was mm -hmm. actual proper, proper dolls. Yeah, proper dolls with all of the kit and caboodle that they had. Oh, telling in clothes. Honestly, telling an actual story. And then, depending what kind of clothes the Cindy doll had on, on one of the pages, it used to have a knitting pattern. <laughs> so yeah. say if it was a winter story it would tell you how to knit yes and I can remember you taking me up to the wool shop and you actually knitted some of the Cindy clothes and because of the Cindy annual that's how I ended up getting Cindy walk in the park and she had the pram and she had the doll oh that dog was a red setter dog it dog, was yeah, it? Golden Prince and I yes. remember because of that that's how I got the walk in the park Cindy mm-hmm Actually, sorry, no, 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 I was just going to say, I remember getting the Blue Peter one, but I was never really a huge fan of Blue Peter, so I remember getting one one year, and I remember getting a Grange Hill annual, but they weren't regular. No. So, really for me, mine was Twinkle, and obviously Cindy, and I do remember getting, there weren't so much annuals, as in, you know, they came out at Christmas time, I think they used to come out in the summer. Like Adele said, it was the Garfield one, mm -hmm. yeah. and it was landscape, and it was quite thick, and it was just loads and loads of little Garfield stories, mm -hmm. and I remember getting the Snoopy one as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I like Snoopy. Snoopy. Yeah. That's what it was, the Garfield one was just comic strips of Garfield, and it had a picture or a poster to put up, and then you had some puzzles to do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I remember getting like, the, the Snoopy animals, you were getting them. Mm -hmm. I think you still got them actually. I've still got the Garfield ones, <laughs> yeah. That just suddenly reminded me there weren't actually books when I came out, I think. I remember getting books, but I think they started getting the tapes as well. Because I'm sure they started getting tapes where you could get them. Um and you were going to collect tapes. Oh like every like, month or something. But yeah, the story, but they weren't yeah. They weren't annuals though, they were storytellers. But I remember getting like, the Care Bear ones and I don't know if they were annuals. I remember they came with a book and then mm. they had a tape and obviously it was somebody telling the story and you had the voices, the character voices. I can't remember if they were annually though. can't remember. Yeah. I remember the sticker books. Again, they weren't annuals. Yeah, I remember sticker books. But sticker books, that always used to be one that came out, obviously every year. And I remember I had a New Kids on the Block one. I had a Top of the Pops one. And I think I had a He-Man and a She-Ra. Oh, yeah, She-Ra. 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 I know. 
Shearwoolly. I remember having one of those and I can remember having, and this is probably the last one that I had, it was the Garbage Pail Kids. So they weren't books as such. There were a couple of stories kind of chucked in, yeah. but it mainly tended to be stickers. And you would get like the hologram stickers or there would be glitter stickers or you would just get the bog standard stickers. Mm -hmm, yeah. And everybody would swap them in the playground. Yeah, yeah you would go to the did. post office yeah. and they would have them out and you would get your, your stickers and open them out. And mm -hmm. as you say, if you had them, you would swap them with your friend. Mm -hmm. But it was always numbered. So you you weren't always following the order of the book. Mm -hmm. So you can get like one and then in the pack, number one in the pack, but you would get like 25 in the pack. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't always get the yeah, same. Yeah, you had to swap. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and the centre of the book, uh, sorry, the centre of the sticker book would either have, say, for me, it was a new kid's one, they would have a poster in the middle, which obviously you would take out, but then where the poster was, there would be like a double spread of, say, a group photograph. Yes. And you had to get the stickers, a bit like a jigsaw. Yeah. And I just remember, I think I, I think I had two stickers left to go, and you could send away for them, but of course it came from America. So it was kind of like, you know, costed a small fortune mm -hmm. at the time. So I don't think I actually finished. Oh, no, mm. I did finish the new kids one. Um, but I think the others I didn't finish because no. I don't think I had finished mine. Mm -hmm. I remember having a Garfield one. I think I had a Care Bear one. You can tell where the theme is going. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say I had a Disney one. I want to say yeah, it was um, Oliver and Company because you didn't always used to get them from the post. They started to get them in the cereal as well. You can start getting them in oh, cereal. Oh, yes, that's right. Like Cocoa Pops. They started doing them. Mm-hmm. I think it was an olivine company mm -hmm. I had. I've, I've just thought of another one. Rupert. Rupert the Bear annual. Oh, oh that no. was a brilliant one because it used to be um, sort of half a page was like in comic form. Mm -hmm. And then you got like um, a fuller story at the bottom half of, of each page. But um, you got like um, crosswords and um, spot the difference and... Lots of like little puzzles to go with it. Mm -hmm. But when I was in Barter Books a couple of weeks ago, I was having a look at the old annuals from when I was young, like the 1950s and early 1960s. And my goodness, oh, they were brilliant. You know, they just that certain something about them. Um, I suppose it's just time, isn't it? You know, as the years go by and... Was where's Wally ever an annual or did they... Did they come out regular? I think they might have come out regular. I can't yeah. remember where's Wally being in an annual. Probably somebody else will mention this, but like, um, I remember Peter having Vase. Obviously, for the older generation, oh, he had the Vase annual. Uh -huh. I've heard of Vase. Yeah. That I, don't, I don't out. know if you can still get that. No, I've never. I don't think it's very, Well, you might do. I don't think it's very PC, but right. I remember he used to get the Vase. Uh -huh. um, and that used to come out every year. Other than that, that's all really uh -huh. I can remember. So annuals must sort of fade away when you get to a certain age. I think they must do, yeah. yes. A bit of a oh, shame, that. Yeah. We'll all have to go to Barter Books. Yes, and, <laughs> have a, and have a look. But yeah, I think that's it. I think so, yeah. Well, it's been lovely talking yes, about remedies and annuals, and I'm sure I've missed loads out. We we'll probably have, but... Yes. We'll leave that for somebody else. Exactly, yeah. We can't <laughs> hug the line like all no. the time. <laughs> well, take care, everybody. Yes. See Bye. you soon. Bye. Bye. This has been a fun episode to record. 
just so many lovely memories to listen to from all those different comics to magazines and the experience of going into the shops and getting them that people remembered it's been really lovely to capture that something as small as the colorful comic book you read on your lap as a kid still lingers with you in your memory now in your 40s 50s and 60s and some a bit older brilliant the beano stays with us all our lives so it would appear <laughs> it's not a bad thing is it Well, I said before we leave today's episode, I would give you a bit of a heads up as to things that are coming in future, because I want your involvement in those things. We're looking to do a few different episodes. I'm doing a really lovely episode very, very soon, in which I'm talking to Nick from Hawthorne Road. If you have an Instagram account, there's an Instagram account on there that's just called Hawthorne Road, and Nick shares some fantastic and absolutely wonderful photographs from what I'm going to call her parents archive just of all these amazing photos that are simple everyday life ones but now tell a really wonderful story of life down Hawthorne Road in Ashington and we're doing that interview next week so it'll be out in a week or so's time and I just I know it's going to be fantastic so if you've got any memories of life down the colliery roads in Ashington and just when I say life down the colliery row, what's the first memory you have? Please get in touch with the show. Record your memory. Is it how cold the house was? Is it the coal fire? What is it? Get in touch with the show. Either send it to me in an email, um, written, or record yourself on your phone and let me include it in an upcoming episode. Remember, you can email me at podcastnortheast at gmail.com. And... A little bit further ahead, I'm also hoping to do an expats episode. We have a really big audience of people who no longer live in the Northeast. Now, they might have moved, you know, far afield like London, uh, or even further afield like Jim in Canada, Sandra in Germany, and Joy in Australia. And those are just a few people who've got in touch with me through different means over the last few months to say they are really enjoying listening to the episodes and they're helping them feel really connected to their heritage. And that is wonderful. It puts an absolute smile on my face. So I'm thinking we should do an episode all about living away, but what you remember from home. So if that's you, if you're listening right now from a long way away from the northeast of England, drop me an email sit down and have a conversation with somebody in your house or just record something that you think about as being home and by home i mean the northeast when i say to you the northeast what comes back to mind what memory do you hold special while you're away from work drop that into an email and send it to me at podcastnortheast at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you That's a lot of talking from me in this episode, I think. I might be wrong, but it feels like a lot of talking from me. So I am going to sign us off here for another week's episode. Please tap the share button if you're watching this through Facebook and share it with your friends through your timeline so they can hear all about life in the Northeast. Take care of yourselves and each other, everybody, and I'll speak to you really soon. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening.